I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. As the professional status of nonprofit staffs has increased, the role of the volunteer board has changed. As the go-to resource for funders, partners, and nonprofit leaders who want to magnify the impact of their nonprofits, BoardSource has launched a new campaign to encourage nonprofit boards to become effective advocates for the causes they represent. Today, we're talking with Ann Wallestead, who is president and CEO of BoardSource. Ann, as the staffs of nonprofits have become more professional, they earn higher pay, the role of the volunteer board member has changed. What is the role today of a high-functioning nonprofit board member? That's a great question. And you're absolutely right that the stakes are getting higher for nonprofit board members. And that's for a lot of reasons, not just increased professionalism and higher executive pay. I think, you know, nonprofit organizations are tackling some of society's most complex challenges. And that means that they need the talent and the resources that are commensurate with the size and scale of those issues. And that's not just about staff talent, that's about the board too. A high functioning board brings the talent, the expertise, the resources and the networks that help their organization really accelerate their impact. And they also bring the, the accountability and the oversight that ensures that an organization is really stewarding those resources effectively. And oftentimes we focus so much on the oversight or, or the prevention aspect of the board's role that we really are shortchanging the role that boards can play in leading and accelerating the organization's impact. Well, in terms of leading and accelerating impact of organizations, you've been doing some work around the role that you believe nonprofit board members can play around advocacy, advocating for the cause that's represented by the nonprofit. But I know a lot of boards are uncomfortable with that role. Why? Well, I think first and foremost, it comes down to really understanding why advocacy matters and understanding how they as board members can make a difference in the advocacy efforts of their organization. You know, so that, that first hurdle is helping board members really think through why is it that your organization was founded? What is the change that you're seeking? to see in the world, and then understanding how the policy environment in which your organization is operating is either impeding or, um, uh, you know, could be changed in a way that would make that work stronger, uh, more impactful, or even just accelerate the pace of that change. And I think when, once board members um, start to understand that, start to understand the context in which they're operating as an organization, advocacy and system change makes a whole heck of a lot more sense. And then it's really about helping them understand how they personally, as board members, can really make a difference. And when you think about the fact that boards are comprised in a way that means that you're bringing together incredible reputational capital, incredible access to networks, it's just a huge missed opportunity to not tap into that when you're thinking about an organization's advocacy efforts. And I think once board members think that through and understand that powerful role that they can play, that it's much, much easier to get them excited about the role that they can play in advocating for their missions. And that it really is an extension of their role as a board member and an ambassador for their organization rather than something extra or nice to do. Yeah, I think this has the opportunity 
to revitalize nonprofit boards because I think most board members sit there today and they go, okay, the staff is, you know, the staff is professional staff. What, you know, and, and yes, we can, uh, we can exercise oversight. We can hire the CEO, but, but, and we can raise money and most of them are there to raise money. And, you know, but that can feel pretty empty. I, I think this is super exciting, but it also, I mean, if you're leading board, if you're if you're making board members believe this is their role, then staffs have to be ready, right, to, to think through the policy implications of their work. And not a lot of staffs are have necessarily done that. I mean, do you do you also anticipate a staff revolution here? Well, it's really interesting that you asked that because when we when we first um, started working on the Stand for Your Mission campaign, one of the questions that we got both from board members and from staff members is, wasn't that staff members' job? Or, you know, why would we want board members to replace what staff members are doing? And, you know, I think it's 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 really a situation of helping both board and staff understand the unique and distinct roles that they can play. So this is not about replacing the staff members' role in advocacy advocacy or policy work um, somehow with board member participation, nor is it about getting board members sort of in the way or in the weeds as it relates to policy work. And the, the comparison that I would make, so it's interesting that you mentioned fundraising, is, is to the way that boards play a role in fundraising. You know, you want board members um, who have access to networks, who have relationships that they can leverage uh, from a fundraising perspective. It's the exact same thing in terms of policy and advocacy work. Board members can play a powerful role in terms of getting somebody on the phone, making an appointment happen, being there to really make the case and show that personal passion for an issue or a cause that is perceived radically differently from when, um, you know, in the case of advocacy, when a paid lobbyist or, or even a nonprofit staff member is at the table. And I think that's really what we're talking about when we talk about unleashing the potential of board advocacy. Are there potential pitfalls of advocacy? Well, of course, the first thing I would say is the pitfall of not doing it, <laughs> which is, you know, where a lot of organizations are. But but that's an easy answer. So we'll take that off the table. You know, I, I think that you're right in terms of um, your previous question that making sure that that staff and board are really partnering together uh, around advocacy so that those efforts are coordinated, certainly an uncoordinated advocacy effort or uncoordinated efforts by board members to engage in advocacy could be a potential potential pitfall. You don't want board members calling up elected officials um, or, you know, making the case for something that they're ill-informed about or that they haven't worked with staff on. Um, and again, I would make that comparison to, to fundraising and making sure that you're really uh, working together as a team to play the distinct and important roles that board and staff need to play. But if you were successful in getting many more boards active in advocacy and policy, it seems that that would be a real game changer in terms of how people view nonprofits, because many people view nonprofits and nonprofits view themselves as service delivery mm -hmm. organizations, right? Um, presenting organizations. Uh, they, they don't view themselves as policy organizations or yeah. organizations in business to change policy as part of their service delivery mission. And so, I, I mean, I feel like 
one of the potential pitfalls here is that people begin to view nonprofits in a as having a political face that mm -hmm. perhaps they do not currently view them as having. Do you, do you see that as a potential pitfall? You know, it's interesting that you raised that because we we talked a lot about that uh, in terms of the, the the framing of the campaign. And I think that you're right that that there is a, a knee jerk reaction when folks hear advocacy and there's a concern um, that somehow organizations, nonprofits are going to become um, overly politicized in in their approach to their work. And so the way that we've really try to address that in terms of the, the Stand For Your Mission campaign, and this is together with all of our partners on the campaign, is really bringing it back to the organization's mission. This is not about you know right or left. This is not about partisan politics. This is about the policy environment in which organizations are operating and acknowledging that there are things that, whether in the positive or the negative, can directly impact your organization's work. And if you put your head in the sand and don't pay attention to them, you know, not to be overly harsh, but I mean, it really is putting your organization's impact and mission at risk because there are decisions that could be made that would make it almost impossible for an organization to continue to have a positive impact. Um, just as there are decisions that could made, be made that would radically improve the circumstances in which an organization was operating. And so that's what we're really trying to challenge organizations to think about is, you know, none of us are operating in a vacuum. None of us uh, are, are sort of unexposed to the things that happen around us. And we need to be willing to engage and speak up uh, and educate the public and decision makers about the impact of those decisions. Anything else is, is sort of um, a real abdication of our responsibilities. I like the way you think, Anne. Um, <laughs> so you've mentioned a campaign a couple of times. Uh, I want to give you a chance to tell us what the campaign is. And if I'm a board member or a staff uh, member of a nonprofit and I want to get more information uh, about helping uh, activate my board uh, around advocacy and policy, what do I do? Where do I get more information? That's great. So the campaign that we launched uh, this past fall, and this was with the support of the Knight Foundation, with the support of the Campion Foundation, and in partnership with the Alliance for Justice, uh, the Forum of Regional Association of Grantmakers, and the National Council of Nonprofits, is called the Stand for Your Mission campaign. And it really is about unleashing the power of board members uh, as advocates for their mission. And uh, just to back up a little bit and share some of the rationale for why we felt like this was such an important uh, initiative and campaign for us to take on, one of the things that we we have heard, uh, you know, from organizations and from our colleague organizations in the nonprofit sector is that board members really don't understand the role that they can and should be playing uh, in, in advocacy, whether that's because of misinformation about um, what is allowed from a legal perspective or misunderstanding about the role that they could play. And because board sources is so widely viewed as you know the go-to resource for boards and really the, the standard bearer in terms of what, what board roles and responsibilities are, 
when we weren't talking enough about advocacy, that was that was perceived as us saying that it wasn't important. And when we heard that, that from our colleague organizations and from board members themselves, we really realized that we had a responsibility uh, to to change that, to change that expectation, to change that understanding, to raise awareness about the importance of advocacy, and to really challenge board members uh, to think about their organization's impact and their individual role and responsibility in uh, creating the maximum opportunity uh, to advance those missions. So that's really what the Stand For Your Mission campaign was about, is about. Uh, and uh, together with all of those partners, we set about uh, creating a set of uh, resources, tools, and messages to start changing the culture of boards as it related to, to, to advocacy and to really start demystifying some of these, these myths as it relates to advocacy. So there is a campaign website uh, that is standforyourmission.org. There's a whole set of resources and tools there. There's overviews in terms of uh, what nonprofits are allowed to do from a legal perspective. There's a lot of information in terms of why this is so important. There are amazing success stories in terms of what organizations have been able to accomplish because of their board's willingness to step up and really serve as ambassadors and advocates for their missions. And if there is one core piece that I would really encourage a board uh, to bring into their boardroom and talk through, it's the Stand For Your Mission campaign discussion guide. And it's called the Power of Board Advocacy, a discussion guide for boards. And the, the, the power of that piece of that discussion guide is it really invites boards to have a conversation about why they were founded and, and what it is that they're really trying to accomplish in the world and to think through what advocacy and system change could mean for their mission, because that's really what it's all about. And it was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much for being our guest on Night Cities. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support and your partnership. Ann Wallistead is president and CEO at BoardSource. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag Night Cities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at nightfoundation.org forward slash podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview and others. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta. <laughs>